Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. This is a podcast usually about bad movies. This week, it's not so much. Uh, we'll see what we end up discussing uh, in our potpourri, as it were, of uh, general pop culture and things that Sam and I want to bitch about. Uh, Sam's here. I am. Yeah. Sup? Sup with you? All of the things. You're all the pawns. The sky is up. Yeah. He is risen. I can't remember how my brother tells that joke. If you if you ask my brother what's up, he's like, uh-huh. the sky, something else, hard dicks, and my prospects. <laughs> and I'm like... His Bitcoin. His Bitcoin, yeah. <laughs> it's probably down, though, actually. <laughs> probably so is his penis at this point. <laughs> well, he didn't say his dick. There. He just said hard dicks. Oh, hard dicks. Hard Any, dicks just are up. General hard dicks. Okay. <laughs> yep. <all right. laughs> the the stock in hard dicks is rising. <laughs> um yeah, all right. So I'm gonna start out. I had a crappy day. I'm not real thrilled with things. Uh it's not so much a bitch session because I think a lot of people might have this problem in common. Uh that Stinger Bandis doesn't do podcasts about bad movies anymore. That's probably what they're actually thinking, but I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to talk about new math and elementary teachers because I'm a little biased. Sure. I have a eight-year-old who is trying his damnedest at elementary school and math isn't exactly the sexiest of things when you're an eight-year-old. Uh, usually it's the swings. The swings are sexy. Um, tag, I think is sexy. Probably when you're an eight year old. Got any uh, sexy? Just gonna when you're you know, eight. Cool. Um, hot dogs and hot dogs chicken nuggets sexy. are pure sex because yep. Yep, you're yep, yep. not thinking about actual sex yet. Well, no, I know. Jeez, do you even you just check out when I start talking, don't you? <laughs> no, I was just reiterating what really gets to of the not. the soul of, of an eight year old is chicken nuggets. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, since we've moved, we've had zero homework from his teacher. I've had to assign homework that was just what he was doing back in Boise, which was reading Raul Dahl books. He reads for 30 minutes every night. I'm like, okay, hey, you're doing something. You're learning. You're getting better at reading. That's what you're going to do unless we hear otherwise. An entire goddamn month goes by with no homework. And I'm like thinking, okay, fine. It's, you know, yeah, I would like to see some stuff, but you know, it's the end of the year. Uh, maybe there's just going to wrap things up. No. It's April. Last night. Yeah. It's so the they end just of the like go to school year. for a month and a half and they don't teach them anything? I don't know what, but and last then- night we got hammered with the homework. And it was, he needs to do this assignment. And the assignment was this packet that was like a printout for the book that they're reading in class. I didn't know anything about this book that they're reading in class because it's not like my son comes home and says, oh, let me give you a book report. Let me give you the exact same thing I have to do in damn school, right, Dad? That's what I want to do twice in one day. How about we delve deep into a character study of Dumbo? So he's reading this book called uh, The One and Only Ivan. And uh, I've never even heard about it, know nothing about it. And he's like, yeah, I don't remember this part. I don't remember this part. I don't remember this part. I'm like, okay, well, uh, did you read it? Or did you forget? After like an hour of piecing together eight-year-old language, it turns out 
they were reading it before he moved here. So he got a goddamn assignment for a book he's never even read, told by his teacher, not told by his teacher to us. Like, fine. Hey, if you're already into a book after a child moves into your class, just let the parents know. I'll go out and buy the damn book for him, and he can read it on his own time and catch up to where you guys are at. Yeah. So he went in not knowing the first quarter of the entire book. You can't do that to a kid. No, you can't. I, and also, I don't know what you You should be able to get him into a situation where you're like, I've been making him read all these damn books. You just want to do a book report on one of these and give him the credit for it? And they'll usually say, yeah. Depending on how these teachers in the Midwest are. Well, I would do. I would have done that, Sam, had I known a single goddamn thing. That's not No good. communication, nothing until yesterday. Fine. Turns out Disney did a movie on the one and only Ivan. So I'm like, son, we don't have the book, but you got to catch up. So you got to go watch this damn movie. And he's like, wee! <laughs> like, he was pretty stoked to be getting to watch a damn movie. So he at least got that problem solved. But then now he's got new math, right? Yeah. Is it the, which version now? There's the boxes and there's oh, the other. It's, it's probably something that Ted Cruz jacks off to at night. Well, I'll let you continue, but I'll tell you my personal story on what's being called, quote unquote, the new math. Yeah. So it's not whatever it was. It's not you write out the problem and you solve it. Right. You do. Yeah. Boxes. The boxes. I hate the damn boxes. Um, But anyways, so he did that for the the entire three quarters of uh, a third grade back in Boise. And when we left, he was doing long division. And I'm like. Well, I, I probably was doing long division in like fifth grade or something. Yeah. But in in these modern times, a, an eighth grader or a third grader doing long division seems about where they're all at. Nope. So he moves here. Now they're back on how to read a clock. Wow. And I'm like, holy shit. Fuck balls. God damn it. Oh, no. So he's got a test tomorrow. About how to read a clock. His teacher told us nothing about this test. Um, and it's not just how to read a clock. It's how, hey, how, how what time was it four hours and 32 minutes ago, right? I think that what's going to happen is that you're going to find out after tomorrow. I, he's going to come back and he's going to say, Dad, it was a digital clock. And you're going to go, we're going to have to get you into a private school. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think you're going to want to hear the rest of the okay. story. Uh, so so how long ago was it or how far in the future is X amount of time? Well, it's so now basic and like second gradery to him that he's terrible at it. Oh, yeah. Because he can't. It, it's like like fundamentals that well, now are that he didn't practice for the longest time because of new math. Yeah. And really like. Knowing how to read a clock and like knowing what time, like that's bullshit, dude. You went, you went to long division. You need to add on to the harder math rather than going back to. And it's not just the Midwest. I looked at his curriculum, the suggested curriculum online for third grader. This is what they are supposed to be doing at this point in time. Is how long ago was an hour and thirty two minutes? Fuck off. <laughs> so he had to like bust his butt tonight to study for a test that he didn't know about with no materials. The teacher, I like, Hey, he's got to study for a test. What's he supposed to study? It's in his math book. 
what math book? I said. Because he doesn't have one. They never sent one home. In fact, we were told that he's not allowed to bring textbooks home. Okay, so do you, have you met, how many times have you met with his teacher? Once. You're going to have to do it again. Yeah, I mean, like, what pisses me off is it's, it's like a month left of third grade. I just want him to get done and move to his actual new, new school yeah. where our house is going to be. And then fuck with things then. And then because after I you deal get with this- a stern evaluation of public school in the Midwest. And yes, I'm tossing shade at you right now, the Midwest. Yeah, right. Um, if he had to go that far backward in time and Idaho is supposed to be like the 50th state in education, which the way they measure that isn't actually by what you're doing in class. It's by how everyone's doing on their tests. And so like, yeah, oh, right. in third grade in Idaho, half these kids are getting uh, C's. So they're not mm. as, you know, they're falling behind. And, and meanwhile, it's like we have it. They're doing a long division in third grade. These kids that are getting A's in Massachusetts are reading clocks. Yeah, well, it's not actually, Sam, because as I said, this is the curriculum for third grade. Yes. So in in our dumb, dumb Boise, Idaho classes, which isn't Boise has some of the best schools in the nation. It's the rest of Idaho that sucks it up so bad that makes it 49th out of 50. Nice job, Mississippi. Uh, Good. That, yeah, that um, they're doing clocks now in Boise as well. This is the standardized men in ties have decided no child left that behind, is the path. No child left behind. Absolutely. Common core or whatever you want to uh-huh. like yep. the whole Ultimately, as long as you can figure out something, um, where I was going to go with my personal story on is my grandfather was a math, well, something of a failed mathematician. He never came up with a proof. He worked Mm -hmm. on it for many years and ended up falling back into becoming the principal of uh, grade schools. Okay. And which is a really good retirement path. So he, you know, you know, fell straight up on that one. But he was all in on the math, uh, he showed me at various times that what we were learning on how to do uh, long division or multiplication with the table or addition with the table was only one of like sometimes six, sometimes eight different ways of performing the same task. And he would teach me all the same, all the different thing, ways to do math and then that's why I would get in trouble in math class because when you learn all those ways, you just you can see it in your mind. Yeah. You don't need to write right. it down anymore. Right? Yeah, exactly. And they were like, "You're not showing any of your work." And I'm like, "Yeah, take for fucking ever to write it down. You just put a math problem, and I can do it in my head. Ask me the square yeah. root of a three digit number right now. It's only going to take me a few seconds. I'll come up with something between you know, is it within point five? Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I know I absolutely agree, and I don't care. If he gets in trouble for not showing his work the way that they want him to, if he does it the old school way or the shortcut way, which is what I teach him, find the shortcuts, Mm -hmm. take the shortcuts, borrow. If you're doing 510 uh, minus 380, make it five and four. Just round up, then do redo your numbers. Make it nice and easy on you. It's 130. Yeah, that's the done. secret to doing square roots in your head is just move the decimal yeah. point, right? Yeah. Then what's right. what, so, what and what is equal to these two numbers, then guesstimate the rest of it. It's actually like not super hard. The people that are really good at it just practice it a lot. And they are faster mm-hmm. than the calculator because it's really not that fucking hard. Right. 
So yeah, it's 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 very frustrating. But especially when your teacher tells you, "Oh, he can just go to the math book." What math book? We don't have one. You never sent one home. Are you fucking kidding? You know, you know he doesn't have a math book in his backpack because he just sporadically decided, you know what? I think I'll take my math book home tonight after being told none of the children can take their textbooks homes by the district. Like, I, it's just so fucking frustrating. And and my whole tirade ends with, look, I love teachers. I think that they do a thankless job and don't have enough money. Did you know that the teacher, the average teacher spends... Uh, of, of all this money that they spend on education in their classrooms, only a third of it can be written off in taxes. It's it's disgusting. But at the same time, teachers need to step up their goddamn game. You're talking to an eight-year-old. Do you think yeah. that they're just going to... You, no, you have to pack their backpack no. every night. So like everything else. All right, else, children. You have two sides of an argument. One side's like, you're teaching our kids shitty. And they're like, I went to school and learned how to do all this. But like... Half of these parents do have valid complaints, and half of these teachers are lazy assholes, giving the rest of them a bad name. Yeah, and yeah, and like exactly, it's both the shitty parents who are going in there and being like, "You're teaching my kid how to be a fag," yeah. uh, and you're teaching my kid that he's actually a quarter black. No, and oh, you're putting your finger in my kid's butthole. No, that's not happening at all. In you assholes, get the hell out of here, you shitty parents. But on the other half of the side. Half of them are shitty teachers, too. It's like, God damn it. God like, damn it. Just the shitty teachers and the shitty parents should get in a bathtub together yeah. and it should be shot in the space. So what you're essentially saying is the same thing we say about every week on Sinker Madness in one way or another. The essential problem with America is Americans. Yeah. yeah. 50% of Americans are, are just need to I be in a bathtub like together. 70. It might be closer to 70. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's go to the topic of why we're Ooh. actually here. Uh, also, oh, you've got, you've got I have a new segment for our, our uh, strange episodes. Let's we will talk right about a movie, a movie later, so don't okay. worry. We're going to talk oh. about a movie that we've okay. both seen. Well, we're gonna um, you, I, you cut me off from talking about a movie, so which do you want to talk about, well, your movie or my movie? This is not a movie. This is my new segment before we talk about movies. Okay, go. It's called... <laughs> Not great moments in radio history. Not great moments. And it's because it's radio incompatible and perhaps it will be funny. So what I'm going to do now is show Justin my new Fluger fishing reel that I just bought. <laughs> if you in podcast line would like to see it, it's the Monarch. It's got a seven pound drag. This baby will actually break that Shakespeare alpha that I broke three reels on. Maybe. This I'm has hoping been terrible will, moments in radio. This is, yeah, I'm hoping that this bad boy here will uh, will be able to live long on my sturdiest pole, my Shakespeare Alpha X, which has killed three reels, but not died itself, which is usually rare. It's the other way around. My Shimano has been through four rods. So, yeah. That has Tune been in next week. Great. Not great moments in radio history. Tune in next week when Sam shows Justin how to tie boat knots. <laughs> mm. I've got like a fishing knot book right here. Look. More visual things on the radio. The You're confusing a podcast with talking on Skype. Of fishing knots, leaders, and lines. 
Okay. Um, I also have a new segment. Uh, we'll see if mine's better. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. I just thought that would be funny. Congratulations on the on the new fishing reel. I'm, I'm very Maybe proud of you. Venture to guess how much that bad belly sent me back. One sixty. What the fuck? It was like forty three dollars. Okay, I'm not going to spend right. more than fifty bucks on a spinner. I, I, I've I spent you... eighty on bait casters. I've spent one hundred and twenty on a bait caster before, but on a, on a seven pound drag spinner, I think under fifty is where you want to live on that. I once spent two hundred and fifty on a plaster caster, but that's a whole different story. Uh, my movie this week, and. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, am I going to probably take some heat for this one, but it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Sam, you heard about this one? No. I'm surprised about that. If you watch anything, you'll see a commercial for it. Uh, If you watch baseball, will you see a commercial for it? I thought I saw some on the NBA games. Maybe, because I'm watching... Well, there's the other thing. I got the MLB package. It's not the MLB package. I got the Dodgers package. So I watch Dodgers (laughs) television. That's what... Uh, Sandra and I watch these days, besides the movies that we'll talk about on this, is Dodgers baseball from the Dodgers channel. So okay. we get um, Jalisco Estrada and whatever else the Dodgers are peddling as sponsorship. Mm, okay. Here in uh, w- w- in Cardinals country, we just get uh, attorneys. <laughs> Advertisements for attorneys. This must be bad in St. Louis. <laughs> Uh, they're all engineering, uh, car crash attorneys, and specific ambulance chasers. Yeah, and they're successful because yeah. if you you can afford TV commercials, you're making too much money. Oh man, and they're and they're plastering them all over the damn place on on a goddamn car. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, so everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, it's uh, starring Michelle Qu- uh, Michelle Yao, uh, Michelle Kwan. Uh, that would be interesting. That would be. Um, I'd watch that. Uh, Directed by a guy named uh, Dan Kwan. I've never heard of him. That's where I'm getting the Michelle Kwan thing from. Uh, it's oh, also it's got uh, believe it or not, uh, K. Hugh Kwong. Do you remember here ever hear that name in it? Is that Ki- the director? K. Hugh. Uh, no, that's uh, that's Data and No Time for Love. Doctor Jones. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy hasn't been in a movie in 20 goddamn years. Huh. He was in this. He was actually a treat. I'm not going to say much good about the rest of the movie, but he was a damn treat. Oh, he was, you know, even though it was like, I got my eye on you, Spielberg. Wait, mm-hmm. no, you said Data from... Yeah, oh, Data you know, he's from a, the Goonies. He's a treat. All times, I thought you were yeah. talking about Short Round from Dr. Jones. They're the same They're the guy. the same guy, that's right. I forget about that. I forget about... <laughs> That part, because I'm like, I love you so much as Data, and I think I hate Spielberg, because you're not doing <laughs> anything wrong, you're just doing the wrong thing that you've been told to do. Yeah, exactly. No, he was a damn treat in this, like, more so than Data. He was actually wonderful. Uh, best part of the whole movie. Uh, James Hong's in it. He's also very good. Uh, you know James Hong. Is that um, um, both Big Trouble and uh, the yeah. one we like so much with uh, uh, Gene Simmons and... Yeah. What the hell is that called? Uh, Stargrove. 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 Yeah, Stargrove. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is also in it. Uh, she Her character was unbelievable and it was Jamie Lee Curtis. But anyways, everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm sure many of the Stinker Madness fans have heard of this and probably seen it. It's very well critically received it's got like an 89 on metacritic and an 
4.4 user rating on IMDb. Um, doing very well at the box office. It's, uh, uh, I think, a Hong Kong movie. Uh, I don't think it's a Golden Harvest. Uh, either No, it was an A24, but very heavily influenced. A24 buys shit, though. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, what it is, is it's a multiverse movie uh, uh, with Kung Fu. Uh, a really cool, neat premise that I thought had a lot of opportunity for fun, but tried to do too much. The name of the movie is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And that's what it was. It was a comedy. It was a karate movie. It was a science fiction movie. It was a romance movie. It was a deep, dark drama. It was a slice of life. It was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I didn't think that that worked. It was too ambitious. And even within those confines, even within those genres, it still also did subgenres within it. There was gross-out humor. There was dad jokes. There was uh, clean family jokes, like huggy, squishy, like intentionally clean and not like, oh, this is just a good opportunity for this particular joke. Who cares? It was forced, clean jokes juxtaposed against a karate lady holding two dildos as a weapon. Like, I mean, like, the problem I had with that is I'm a seasoned karate movie guy yeah. at this point in time. Uh, the people in the theater loved it. Oh, yeah. They loved this movie. And I, the whole time I'm like, dude, you're laughing at the wrong thing. Right now you are laughing at something that is not intended to be laughing. Because at one point when the karate really starts happening... Ki, ki Huang Gua, um, probably fucked that up again. Uh, you would he, say, like, oh no! From the outtake yeah, right. of the deleted scene God when the camera damn. shoots out of his chest and <laughs> goonies that I actually laughed about for eight years running now. Yeah, so he, at one point when the karate's getting going, he gives the knowing karate look at the person who's not expecting him to do karate. Very very standard and cliche. I'm fine with it. He takes his fanny pack and he does the wrap around the hand thing with one end and then uses it as, you know, a throwing device. Seen it a hundred times in every karate movie. J- Jackie did that shit all the goddamn time. Take some, yeah. a towel. He would beat a guy's ass with a towel, right? Uh, people started laughing because right before that was a flat, unfunny joke. And they're like, oh, those jokes are still coming. He's kicking guys' asses with this fanny pack. And it's just straight up kung fu movie shit. Just straight up nothing cute or jokey. He's not winking at the camera. He's not clicking his heels. None of that shit. He's just whipping ass. And people are like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, shut the fuck up, you Ignorant bastards. You like, dicks so even need to go all- watch Project A right fucking now. Right Jesus, now. Just, uh, it was so frustrating. And I'm not going to try to big dick things and be like, oh, you don't even know karate movies. Project A. Right. But the thing is, is like, I don't think that that was the director's intent. The director's intent was for, this is karate. This is badass yeah. right here. This is good stunt work. He's everybody's doing a great job. Yeah, some of these punches are landing on actors and stuntmen, and that's rad. And 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 look at how this is getting shot right now. This is a really great karate scene. And they're like, <laughs> he hit God with a fanny pack. Those guys are fine with their feet. And like one, you, one could argue that like, okay, well, art is interpreted by in the eye of the beholder, but there is still an intent. 
from the artist that they want the the uh the, uh, the receiver of said art to take in whether and 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 if the the receiver of that art doesn't take that intent in if they miss it well that that's the fault of the goddamn artist that's a miscommunication it is the artist's job to deliver intent and have that intent be received yeah. and then the reception is determined by that viewer uh that was not done here it was just it was too ambitious they tried to do too much jackie and i were both like how do you feel about that? Like, uh, where are you at? She's like, I don't really know. I'm like, I don't think I really cared about it at well, all. Let's think about this. You saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That won an Academy dude, Award. Dude, thought about the exact same thing you're about to say, but yeah, yes, go ahead. It won an Academy Award, and when mm-hmm. you saw it and when I saw it, we're like, huh. So okay. I guess you put this in front of the right people and they like it? Because I've been watching uh-huh. better shit than this. Like, as a martial arts film, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon's, like, probably the 800th best. Mm -hmm. And it won an Academy Award. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought the exact same thing. Like, is this the same audience that jerked off to that movie? And, like, yeah, it was was fine. But, like, if this is what you're like, wow, isn't this a deep think piece with karate? No, it's really not. Um, And same with Everything Everywhere All at Once. It had a great premise, uh, a, 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 not a karate multiverse, but just the idea of a multiverse existing. And the, and the, the hook is, is that you can link in via the Matrix. It had a lot of Matrix influence in it. You can link into uh, the other versions of you throughout the multiverse and know what they know uh, via basically jacking into the Matrix. Uh, and so that was an interesting premise. And in order to do it, you had to do something totally unpredicted. So there was lots of opportunities for like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, Cypher send me, I want to know Kung Fu. Um, and then, Oh, you got to do something stupid. You, uh, we need you to do this. And one of them was like, like pulling, Oh, Oh, uh, key, key Kwan, Huan, uh, had to give himself paper cuts in between each finger. It was a really great scene. And then they just started getting stupid with it. Really dumb. Like, shove something up your ass. <laughs> You'll know Kung Fu. Like, God, oh, God damn it. And I think somebody from movie 43 was involved in it. So that was no surprise. Like, let's get the raunch in here. Because, dude, I love raunch. Said nobody except for that guy. Like, you did movie 43, bud. You don't have a lot of room to start barking like, let's do this. No, I really thought that Michelle was funny, in, I did. I, yeah. Like. Michelle Gowson is lead in this, and she's great. Just let her take charge. Shut up. Make it a karate movie, a science fiction karate movie. Don't try to do all this other shit. It would have been really good. People are still in love with it. Neil Gammon said it was the best movie he's said seen in 10 years, and I was like, shit, okay. am I wrong? Um, Neil Gammon well, saying that. Well, now I have to watch it, not because I give a shit about Neil Gammon. Did Jackie say explicitly that it wasn't as good as Cloud Atlas? Because she's seen that now, hasn't she? I feel like I forced uh, that, Cloud Atlas on her, and she's like, this isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I was like, I know, I've would, watched it like four times now. That was, that was a pretty big leap of logic that you would think that, like, she would just go straight to Cloud Atlas. Well, no, because I've been doing that forever. <laughs> like, how was it? It wasn't as good as Cloud Atlas, which means that it's shit. Because Cloud okay. Atlas is supposed to be stupid, but at the same time, I've seen it like four times, and I might like it a lot. Okay. Uh, for do's and don'ts, uh yeah, I mean, I think everybody but you is already have gonna have seen this that's gonna care. 
But now you have to, because I would actually, like, I usually don't give a shit about what you say about oh, Louis Sam. Yeah, I'll just be okay, straight yeah, up on no, I'm kidding. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you. But you I really do. I really do want to hear what you have to say on everything, everywhere, all at once, because I am in a very small minority on, I gave it a six out of 10. And right now people have fucking fire coming out of their eyes. At yeah. So six out of 10, because it was expertly uh, performed. Not well shot because Michelle it was any, great. like when a six out of 10 coming from you with everything you said is that they're like, they crossed all the T's. They done all the eyes. They got the camera in the right place. It didn't fuck up anything, but. Right. At the end of the day, you did a perfect job with muck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they like muck was created because they put every everything into a pot and boiled it. And that just creates muck. You can't do that. All the paint colors turn brown. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was just brown. Uh, it was it should have been called everything everywhere all at once is brown. <laughs> brown. <laughs> Deep mahogany. Okay. Uh, that's where I'm going to end that. That was the movie I saw this week. Uh, next week we'll have the Nick Cage business because that's coming out this weekend. So we're going to go see that. Okay. So I'm sure I'll have a lot to say about that. Is that okay. Sam, well, I, you know what? Maybe then we just do the field trip next week. We haven't done a movie in a while. Let's do it. Let's do a field trip. We'll record it. Uh, uh, I'll make, Sandra God, wants man. to go. She's already seen it. We, let's do it. Okay. You and I can do it. That's fine. But if it's, if it's I, a two man field it's gotta trip. It's got to be a Sunday. Minus one lady. No, I'm just saying we record the episode later in the week because we both can't go watch it at the same time. But we could actually do a movie next week if we watch the same movie and it might not be, you know, the hour 90 minute episode, but it'll be an hour episode maybe on a movie. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Tentatively, we're doing an episode on the obscenely huge testicles on Nicolas Cage. The movie. All right, Sam, what you, you wanted to say something about films? So this might not be a long segment or discussion on the film, but I'm gonna talk about Don't Look Up, and it's gonna okay. go on as long as you wish to defend it, because Don't Look Up has a fifty five on Ron Tomatoes, and I think it yeah, deserves critics that score. did not enjoy it. You think it does? I think it does deserve that score. I thought it was amazingly intriguing on the front end Mm -hmm. of it. I even texted you in the middle of it. Once Ron Perlman was calling the kids' names, and I was like, this is it. (laughs) By the end of it, it played about as strong as Southland Tales. Okay. Interesting. That's why I think it absolutely deserves a 55%. At what point did it lose you? When he was specifically on a political agenda. Yeah. And I think isn't the whole movie a political no, agenda? No, because though? the front it- half of it just plays like these are the problems inherent with both sides of this broken thing. Whereas by okay. the end of it, there are very specific sides being taken, and that's the problem I have with it. As a hmm. say uh movie that's supposed to expand someone's mind is that if you would have carried through that, like, you really got to point your finger in both directions on some of this stuff, that sure, it is basically climate change sort of, you know, science fictionized, if you could even say that, but it's like thinly veiled, this is about climate change, right? Yes, very much. Uh, it wasn't thinly. I mean, like it was not even thinly veiled. It was broadcast in giant blinking letters. 
But go ahead, Maggie Haberman from the New York Times, to give me some more both sidesism. It's not both sides so much as that my why I think it deserves a fifty-five is that by the end of it, the film itself played about as strong as Southland Tales. Whether I agreed with it or I didn't agree with it, it just half two was not nearly as strong and executed nearly as well as half one. Um, and the problem I have with the 55% is that I think that people have given that because of their political ideologies when it should have been given a 55% for losing a guy that you should have had. I mean, that's, you've had me forever. I'm still with you. I've watched Southland Tales four times. I'm probably never going to watch that again. I think that's a good call. (laughs) I don't know why there'd be, it has no repeat viewing ability. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, where's your defense on? Uh, I don't have a defense. I don't know where you're thinking that I thought "Don't Look Up" was one of the best movies of the year. I thought it was one of the best movies of the year because the competition again was so blow yeah, or so bad. You, you want to talk? You, you go watch fucking Power of the Dog and then get back to me, bub. Uh, kick the shit out of Power of the Dog. I said Coda. Yeah. It's the best movie of the year, and I don't have anything to say about it. Um, Don't Look Up is extremely well acted, as usual, with uh, the, the the principles that were involved. I mean, who are you going to like? be like, oh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence isn't going to do a good job in this role? No, she was fucking great. Uh, oh, that Timothy Chalamet, boy, he sure does stink at everything. No, the guy's fucking magic. Um, Leo's Leo, uh, even though he was not fucking... Jay Gatsby in this movie by any means. He's kind of a loser scumbag, but he's totally right. Um, uh, who else is great? Obviously, Perlman. Um, uh, 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 the guy, the guy, the uh, Adam McKay's guy, the guy, um, the guy, you know, the kid, the son, the Don Jr. of the movie. Oh, Jonah Hill. What, what's yeah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill was great. Yeah. Um, everybody was great. Uh, Meryl Streep was great. Uh, like on and on and on. Nobody in this movie can fuck up the acting. I thought it was shot well. Blah 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 blah. All the technicals were great. Um, where I think it suffers is you're right. The second half isn't as strong as the first. Um, but the punches it throws. I don't give a shit about the both sideisms, dude. I love political movies. When a p- movie has a political agenda, whether it's mine or not, I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. Patton. Not a good guy. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time because of what it tries to say, even though I disagree with it completely. Um, uh, 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 but w- when it throws a punch, they just don't land no. very hard. I I thought, and that's and that's its problem, not its message. D- the execution's just not as good. <sighs> I don't care what the message is. You got to hit me. Yeah. You got to hit me hard. That execution's got to be good. And it was. Speaking of execution. When he starts just sort of editing in the pieces of life on Earth and those little things mm-hmm. that are visually interesting, but at the same time, that was where I was like, dude, I hated Tree of Life. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's some Tree of Life there for sure. Yeah. And I love, yeah. like, Knight of Cups. I love, I pretty much love every other Terrence Malick movie, but I hated that one. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, but I still thought, like, some of it was really fun, like, where they just bail on Jonah Hill, and he's like, guys, 
you're coming back, right? Yeah. I laughed my butt off at that part. Uh, where she gets eaten by the Quakmar at the end, I laughed my butt off because I was yeah. like, that's hilarious. I, mean, I don't give a crap guy if this is a series. stole the show. Oh, yeah, he was great. The guy that plays uh, that plays uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, but, yeah, p- I, people people didn't like it because they were like, oh, my God, this is such a f- obvious... T- oh, good job. You cracked the code that these people in society right now suck and somebody's saying a- something about it. Good job, fucking Encyclopedia Brown. You, you cracked it out of McKay movie. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, oh, man, you figured out what Rosebud was. Let's give you a fucking tinfoil hat so you can shove it up your I ass. I think maybe that's where <laughs> I got lost in the second half is that he was pointing his gun firmly at establishments. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he started to point his gun at constituency, and I'm like, that's... Yeah. You cannot Absolutely. do that to people. Uh, you can't. Sure, people are influenced, but if you want to hit hard, punch above your weight, god damn it. Don't make fun I, of some I, dickhead at Walmart. I think punching... Uh, he punched above and below. It's just they didn't punch. They, I mean, they weren't hard punches. Like... Yeah, dude. There's things in Hollywood that suck, bud. What are you trying to tell me that's not that's new? Whoa. Uh, again. Like I just like cracking the code of Adam McKay's. I mean, he doesn't like assholes. <laughs> and he, yeah, he's probably a little bit more pointing guns at everybody's an asshole more than I am, but he's not that far ahead, so whatever. Yeah. I think I like three more people on the planet than he does. So we're pretty close. Which three? But he did call those three. Um, Jeff, Steve, and Mukhtar. Mukhtar's a dickhead. No, see? See? You hate you hate more people than I do. You're closer to Adam McKay than anybody in this room. <laughs> all right. Uh, you got another movie or no? No, that's all I watched that was, wasn't okay. Dodgers baseball because it's that time uh, of the year that my streaming... Yeah. Our internet bill gets bigger because we go over watching yeah. Dodgers every every month. Right, yeah. And I don't have another recommend to you that's uh, currently streaming. The Batman is out. Still haven't watched it. Going to watch it on a big TV, so that's going to be a while on that one. Uh, I got some news. A follow-up from last week. I talked to you about winning time. <laughs> Showtime, fuckers. Uh, did you see what Jerry West said this week? I saw that uh, both Kareem and Jerry were miffed. I didn't care to read it. Because it wasn't in the New York Post. It was. I just yeah. only like I dedicate <laughs> the three to four times I actually put my eyes on that rag. I really need to mean it, and I was like, "Don't care enough to look at the post for that." Yeah. Well, if you remember last week, I said on Winning Time that uh, Jason Clark has finally gotten a role where I yeah. think he's brilliant in it. And over the course of seven episodes, I was really starting to warm up on Jerry West as a character. Like, God, this is a great character. It's not just that Jason Clark's killing it. Jerry West is fascinating. Bit of an asshole, but they this is deep, man. I feel I'm starting to feel for this guy. Then he comes out. He's like. That show's not accurate. I'm not an asshole. Now, apologize, you fucking piece of shit. And I was like, whoa, you are an asshole. (laughs) You don't build that many champions and not be a fucking asshole. (laughs) Just come out and say it, Jerry. Hey, you guys, don't try to endear me. I am an asshole. Get it right. (laughs) If you're the logo of the league, you might get a big head from it. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't believe he said it. And then Kareem came out. 
and said something so spot on to his character on the show. It's like, no, god damn it, guys, you just you just exposed yourself is exactly what Adam McKay is doing on the show. It's not Adam McKay, uh, uh, the writers, and I'm I'm blanking up Rodney something or other. Um, but uh, like it, Kareem comes out and he's like, yeah, I think it's a little bit too much entertainment and not enough about uh, deep hard topics um, and the struggle of the man. And like, dude, Kareem, that's exactly what they're doing on the show. You just you just did what they did on the show. You are, that's, you're Kareem. Like, you're, I mean, are you playing a prank on me? Because that was the most Kareem thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was not, I wasn't like that chill in, in the past. I mostly just like um, meditated a lot and um, studied like the aloe vera plant. But I, I was definitely much more of a wild party man than, than they're showing me. Like, I read Nietzsche. <laughs> I learned Kung Fu from Bruce Lee. Yeah, but it was more from, like, a, a centered chi place, more than an outward uh, infliction of, of violence thing. It was more to center my inner being. But I was a total party animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, Kareem, they've got you. <laughs> don't Just don't talk, guys, because yeah. you're just showing what the show actually is. It's spot on. All right, so I thought that was fun. Uh, I saw a UFO. Did you? Yeah, I don't know what I saw. I can't explain it, but uh, it's been bugging me. And I go out every night thinking I saw it. I'm going to see it again. Haven't seen it. Saw it one time. Now, I'm going to try to... I'll try to explain it best to you what I saw. And listeners, you can also weigh in. Uh, Might have been swamp gas. Could have been the lights off of Venus. Could have been uh, a weather balloon. What you're really seeing is the planet Venus. <laughs> but I'm watching YouTube go outside about 1030. About, I'm on my last drink going to bed. I'm by myself. Jackie's inside watching TV. And uh, I see. So like behind our rental that we're living at is another little house off to the side. Uh, and then like a vat, like a, not a valley, but like a ditch, like just a, just a, uh, it's not a man-made ditch. It's a natural ditch, like a stream, but not a stream of water, just a stream of like runoff, like drainage. You know what I'm talking about? It's a drainage ditch. It's a drainage ditch, but not man-made. There's gotta be a a natural drainage ditch name. Drainage ditch. Yeah. You think that's it? Erosion. Yeah, erosion. Okay. Um, and so, like, there's a little dip where a house cannot exist. Nothing can really exist down there. It's just muck. And, One thing uh, can then another... exist in the ditch. Yeah. The ditch boys. The ditch boys. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to say the bodies of my ex-lovers, but... Uh, oh, the ditch boys. Yeah, I don't want to say that on the radio. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> so... Uh, then on the other side of that is is trees. There, there's just nothing over there. And so I see, I look out, and I'm like, well, I haven't seen that before. And it looked like like a house had turned on a kitchen light. And it was like one of those night lights. Like it had, was a very warm nightlighty glow. But it was in a perfect circle. I'm like, well, that's, why would that house over there just turn on their light tonight? They've never had that on before. And then I started looking at it more, and I was like, that doesn't look like a kitchen light. It's too perfectly round. Like, who would put a, like, you've got to have a frame in so the middle of it, right? So you sound like a right? battery's not included UFO? 
No, because those are flat. Those are flat and round. I didn't get to talk down like a light. with it. You can't tell yeah, what the shape big... of the thing with the light camera. It's just like, whoop, light. It was just a big, round, orange light, Sam. And it looked like, I thought maybe it was Christmas lights, but then I was like, no, because... But it was in the other house. There is no other house oh, there, right. Sam. No what I'm house. trying to tell you is I got up the next morning to make sure I wasn't freaking daffy. I walk over there. There's not a goddamn house over there. I'm like, what the hell? And so then the next night, I'm like, okay, it's got to be the moon. The moon was rising low, hence explaining its orangeness. I go out the next night. The moon's oh, pretty no, hard moon. to mistake. It's what you've actually seen is the planet Venus. <laughs> I can't tell you what I saw. Because I, I, of the depth perception, it wasn't a small light. It was a big light. It looked like a house. The kitchen window of a house. Like, you know, like five feet or wide. Have you had the red all check you know, for radon? Oh, dude, am I stoned? I don't know. You'd be like getting cancer and then hallucinating on radon, but okay. the cancer is well, bad. Nice. Well, that's nice of you to say, gopher in clown makeup, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was a UFO. Okay. Yeah, it was really weird. And so I keep going out every night hoping to see it. Uh, I haven't. I only saw it the one time. And it might have been moving very slowly. Like, very, so slowly that I couldn't tell. And while looking at it, I was like, dude, I can't stand out here and look at this thing anymore. It started to creep me out. Plus, it's getting late. If they want to kill me, they're going to come kill me. And really, eh, I'm not really doing much anyway. So, let's do this. Let's let's see. Let's let's have some adventures, spooky aliens. Like, you want to put stuff in my butt? Well, I'm trying Why? to Why find new that? things to cram up there anyways. I don't know. Because like, I asked them oh, to. I'm going to find out what you eat. Just tap into the TV. You'll find out we're all eating crap. Right. So that was fun. Uh, feel free to write to us, talk at stinkermadness.com, and let us know your theories. Uh, and I will update you if I ever see it again and can explain it. Uh, last but not least, unless you've got something else. Anyway. No, that's it. Okay. I've got a new segment. I'm going to call it Justin Doesn't Understand slash Bitches About the Midwest. And I'm going to start with the name the Midwest. It's definitely Central America, but Central America is a different place, right? <laughs> well, no, it's not Central America, because Central America the is Central, Central America. of the Americas, but the United yeah, okay, States of right. America Central yeah. is where you're at, and you're kind of like it's Central east US. of Central, right? Middle of the U.S. Somebody- is like Nebraska. So I was watching the the Bucks bulls game last night, right? Sure. And they said that Milwaukee's a Midwest town. I'm like, Milwaukee? That's in Wisconsin. It's in Wisconsin. Dude. That is not the mid. That's in no way is they that Midwest. They called it the Midwest back when like Denver was as far as they made it. That I mean, but you had to like, we're just gonna stop it here. And also, like, if you call something wrong and then you find out you're wrong, guess what? It's okay to change the name and be like, oh, well, that we don't call it the Midwest anymore. That's that's actually like. That's the like the East West. That's like the <laughs> East West. If the East West can be a thing, like Texas is in the Southwest. Oh, it seems to be in the middle. Like right. I'm looking at it and it's in the middle. Right. But then there's also an argument that it's part of the South, like the dirty South. So it's not the deep south is like all swampy and shit texas is a shithole it's dry it's a shithole in a different yeah. way it's tornadoes and dirt and that's about it yeah i don't like the name the midwest 
and I don't really like central U.S. I want something cool. So I'm thinking the Lake District. Oh, that's yeah. You could sell that. Just I'm just well. I'm just what was the Whitewater scandal? They would have named it that. Uh, there would have been no scandal. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually pilfering that from the neighbors across the pond. We know Whitewater uh, so. is the wrong thing. Yeah. No, Whitewater was the Clinton thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the Clinton thing. We're not talking about that. I'm talking. They could have called it the call Lake the, District, and they would have sold. I all can't those lots. because if you shut up and let me explain, that's a part of England. But that's what it should be called. The, what about we? What about New Lake District? We did that with like New York and New uh, Hampshire and New this and New that. Uh, why not New Lake District? Sounds nice. How about if right? I say it in a news voice? The United States in the center of it. Mm, no? no, I don't like that. Okay. No, no, no. I think I'm going to call it the New Lake District, and I encourage everybody else to. We can make a change. We can make a change and get it right this time. This is the Midwest, is it? Why is it east of the middle? Because it's the east-west. No, it's the, it's the New Lake District. You, The New bastards. Lake District. I don't like New Lake District. Mm, okay. Uh, New Lake place there's lakes everywhere plus the great lakes well you have never like, even been to minnesota the land of a thousand lakes more like seventy thousand yeah, lakes there's lakes everywhere this is a lake place the lake place of america did i show you my new fluger fishing reel <laughs> i would like to go to there <laughs> all right well that's all i got for this week sam that's all i got for this week okay I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Don't forget to write. Talk to StickerMadness.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and uh, just keep us company because I'm pretty bored and lonely. Um, anyways, uh, hope you enjoy your week. Get to the chopper.